stuff. It's episode 75, a momentous episode of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm so excited. I finally have a chance to bring you my conversation with our guy, Randy Kaplan. And Randy is as great to talk to in person as he is to listen to on his records. Amazing. But before we get to my talk with Randy, I want to tell you about the other certified and bona fide creators of good stuff for kids and families that you can find at goodstuffpod.com. Have a suggestion, have an idea, have a thought. Want to send me a picture of uh, a tree? I like trees, they're great. Send it to mike at goodstuffpod.com. And before we get into today's four plus one and my interview with Randy Kaplan, I have a giveaway. That's right, an official bona fide, certified giveaway of $100 in waiter.com gift certificates. Now go to waiter.com and you'll see that they serve cities like San Francisco and the Carolina area and also some of the Texas area and some of Washington State. I know I have Good Stuff Kids podcast listeners in those areas and I want to give you 100 bucks from waiter.com. Gift certificates. Gift certificates. Think of the food you could order. Mexican, Japanese, Thai, burgers, hot dogs, pasta, salads, if you're into that kind of thing. Here's how you do it. You be the first person that goes on the Good Stuff Pod, either Facebook and share the Facebook post and tag 10 people, or Twitter, find the Good Stuff Pod Twitter post about this episode, number 75, and retweet it and tag 10 people, or go on Instagram, find this post, and tag 10 people. If you are the first person to tag 10 people, $100 worth of waiter.com gift certificates is yours. And if you're anything like me, you want those gift certificates. It's difficult for me to let go of these. I'm telling you, Mrs. Good Stuff and I, we order in at least once a week. And what we could do with $100 of waiter.com gift certificates, we're talking like some Burmese food. We're talking like some pad thai. We're talking about some rotisserie chicken. Delicious. All of these things. Big thanks to our friends at waiter.com for hooking me up with this opportunity for you. This is truly for you. So it's episode 75, three quarters of the way to 100. That means in 25 episodes, we're going to have the 100th episode, which means I need to start thinking about what we're going to do for that one. But I should probably get through the next 25, shouldn't I? Yeah, good idea. It's summertime. It's camp season. I hope you and yours are getting ready to have a great summer, sitting by the pool, going for hikes, going for long drives, having great family time together. If you want to find some other great podcasts for kids and families to listen to together, just go to kidslisten.org. They've got a web app that has all of the different shows that are my pals, like The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian or April 8th Song and Stories, future guest of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Andrew and Polly, past guest of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. So many amazing podcasts. We just listened to several in the car today. Yeah, that's right. Today, me and my son, we listened to Wow in the World, and we listened to Brains On, and we listened to Tumble. And you can too. Just go to kidslisten.org. You will find that web app. And there's going to be an iOS app and Android, I, I think. I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know about that Android, you know. 
but you know, there could be, I don't know, we're going to see the powers of beer are working really hard to make it so that you can go to the app store and download this Kids Listen app to find all of these podcasts in one easy place. I feel like I've talked enough. Maybe I haven't. Should I keep going? I don't know what I don't know what else there is to talk about. One really cool thing that happened today, actually, I didn't tell you one really, really, really cool thing is I got to go to a Giants game with my son. We were hooked up with some sweet tickets by my buddy Vicky and Jim, and we were sitting pretty close to behind home plate. And an ump walked by. You know, they go to a separate dugout, and he tossed my son a ball. It was his first ball at a major league game. And if you remember being a kid, like if you think yourself way, way back in those times, and if you went to a baseball game, your only goal was to eat as much as possible and get a baseball. So mission accomplished. Thanks to that ump. I don't know who it was, but if you know who is the home plate umpire at today's Giants versus Twins game and you want to send him my way so I can talk to him from Good Stuff Sports, hey, that's a challenge. That'd be awesome. Send him my way. Okay, now it's enough talking. Here's four plus one, top four songs in my car, plus one I try to get my kids to listen to. Thanks for being a supporter of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Catch you at the end of the show. Coming in at number four, Captain Underpants. Number three is Eat by the Big Block Sing Song. I've got a job to do. I've got a job to do. I'm so hungry. Do you know how I feel? I've got to get back my energy. Make me a meal. I've got to fill me up. And make the growling stop. I know I've got to eat, I've got a crunch, chew, that's what I like to do to make my brain grow big, my body grows strong, I've got Number two is Rosita by the Okie Dokie Brothers. The Skeeter, ain't no Skeeter sweeter, but she's a man-eater, Rosita the bug. I tried keeping her away with bug spray galore, but she kept on coming back for more. So now I'm covered from head to toe with kisses from a mosquito named Rosita the Skeeter. Ain't no Skeeter sweet. And coming in at number one is Annabelle Pancake by Casper Baby Pants. It's 5 a.m. and the forest animals line up for breakfast. The cook is in the kitchen. Making pancakes for everyone The griddle is hot And the animals are super duper hungry They wait in line While the cook makes stacks of sweet little pancakes But one of those pancakes Has other ideas She wants to be free to run Run And her name is Annabelle Pancake, she's jumping up and rolling away. 
And now the plus one for episode 75, Was It a Winner? Spent some time with my son in the car, and I put on Grapevine Fires by Death Cab for Cutie. And he said, Daddy, this is a good song. Winner. The fire spread, and the grapevine scene left for dead. The northern sky looked like the end of days, the end of days. The wake-up call to a rented room sounded like an alarm of impending... If you liked anything that you heard on this week's Countdown, you can find all of this music on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. my conversation with our guy randy kaplan and make sure to stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear his song please don't squeeze my honk honk all the way through welcome to the uh, the good stuff kids podcasts uh randy kaplan how are you randy good how you doing i'm doing pretty good i gotta say like right off the bat that in a way you're the inspiration for this podcast Whoa, nice. Yeah, and I'll even explain <laughs> what I mean. So, um, you know, many, you know, a couple of years ago, I have, I have three kids. I still do. Um, and a couple of years ago, we were in the car looking for music and just listening to the same old, like, four or five things over and over. And we heard your version of You Can't Always Get What You Want. <laughs> and, um, and it was on, like, Pandora Radio, maybe, or something like that. And we all loved it. Like from me and my wife all the way down to the kids. And like, we were laughing and, and, and it was just mind boggling to me that I, I had not heard of you or I had not heard your music. And I was so glad to have found it. So, you know, part of that reasoning, it was getting, you know, sort of trying to be a a spot where people could find more good stuff in quotes. And it was sort of directly inspired by you. So I want to thank you. Well, you're welcome, and thank you. We need millions more like you. Getting the word out there. <laughs> Getting the word out. So um, we, I, I, we're really familiar with your music. Uh, we've been listening to your new record a ton. But I think I think the, the best way to start would be tell us a little bit about who you are and where you are and what you do. I Well, I'm, I'm uh, from Long Island, New York. And even though, even though in that first song, I think it's the first, one, of, one of the first songs in my first family, or I call them not just for kids records, uh-huh. I do Grape Juice Hesitation Blues, in which I say I was born in Alabama, raised in yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, right. So a lot of people take these things literally. <laughs> it's like, this is like tea. I used to work in a, in a preschool in Brooklyn, teach uh-huh. I was the music guy, which meant I went around and riled up kids for, you know, 12 yeah. classes a week. And, and, yeah, and then you leave. Yeah. It's the yeah. best. Yeah, and like the teachers were all, I, I remember becoming friendly with some of the, the teachers and they were they were, seemed disappointed when they realized I was just a Long Island boy. They're like, we thought you were from Alabama. I'm like, no, <laughs> can you tell by the accent? You know, so. Yeah, I was gonna some, say, like, that's the giveaway right, right there. Like the accent is strong <laughs> with you. <laughs> right, exactly. Sometimes I sometimes I'll change the lyrics. I was born in Long Island, spent some time in Tennessee. Now when I do it live, don't want to deceive anybody. Right, so course. you know, I grew up and sort of grew up and uh, wanted to be a rock star and uh, tried doing that for a couple of decades. 
went kicking and screaming into family music. My friends used to be like, will you sing at my kid's party? I was like, yeah, right. If you want to have like a late night blues, you know, soiree at your house, I'd be glad to like a salon. I'll come in and play. Uh, and then finally I needed a job and I'm like, all right, I'll do this. And I loved it day one. I was like, this is my niche. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Love kids, love singing for kids. I could do all my blues and country blues repertoire. Uh-huh. And they seem to appreciate it more than adults. I could parody songs so the parents get it and the kid you know like you guys got it immediately you can't always get what you want the kids they probably that was their, that might have been their first time ever hearing that song right exactly i remember yeah. i remember overhearing a kid in brooklyn listening to the real rolling stones where it was on at a cafe or something and he was freaking out going this is not the song like he knew my song first <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um wow okay so, so i did, did that and then you know had more success doing like family appropriate music without trying than I did like, you know, breaking my buns for 20 years trying to be a rock star for adults. Right, so right. I was like, oh, this is not only my niche, it's it's more, you know, it's it's great. So I did that for a while, eked out in existence, was back and forth between New York and LA. Now I'm married and have a kid, five-year-old, very late bloomers we are, my wife and I. And, you know, now, I, now I, uh, I'm still doing this, but um, I found another way to... <laughs> To uh, keep the eking going, the eking out right. setting. Right. So I'm the, the eking go, the eking lives on. I mean, what's fascinating to me, and 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 this is a little fanboyish, but like hearing you talk, you talk exactly like you talk on the record. Like <laughs> it's so comfortable and and sort of like just go with the flow. And nice. I guess like is that a conscious thing that you're doing on the record, just to be like in conversation, like as if we were in conversation, listening to you in the car. Does that make sense? I- it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's good to hear because at first people were like, "Aren't you putting it on?" Are you, I mean, I I saw. I thought, in a way, I feel like I'm a different persona. Like I go into that. People are like, "Aren't aren't you imitating Arlo Guthrie?" I'm like, "No, but I now that you mention it, I was a fan of his, and it yeah. sounds like you know who wouldn't be you know influenced by that talking blues Woody Guthrie, Arlo Guthrie, Bob Dylan kind of John Prine thing. Of course, maybe they influenced me, but I was just that comes natural during a song. Uh-huh. So I, I'm glad to hear that in conversation, it's yeah. the same kind of thing. When I first made my first, did my first kids record, I had played a bunch of live shows and we were trying to figure out how to make a record. And one guy was like, you just have to record your live set. And I was like, it won't, it, it loses something in translation. I, it's good for live, when I'm live, I'm solo and I make up for the lack of a band by actual interaction in the uh-huh. moment, you know, improv- sure. improvisation. So on the record, I feel like to make up for that, you got to have a band and other instruments, which I always record with my friends playing with me. And then we figured out how to make the kid thing work where you can actually have them in studio, in the studio and actually interact and have it be, you know, conversational. And some, some things are a little faked and others are not. So yeah. it, we found a good balance. So yeah. It's real. <laughs> it's, it's definitely it definitely comes from a real place. So, yeah. I mean, you you wear your influences on your sleeve, like you mentioned a few, but like you have, um, I, I uh, oh jeez, I'm gonna forget the name of the record. Let me just look really quick. Mister Diddy Why Diddy is that yeah, right? Exactly. So that that's like a real blues record. Like, yes. is that was there? I guess my question is, what was the intention behind it? And I, I don't want to put words in your mouth and say like the idea was to expose young kids to like this this form of music they may not know. But I'd love mm-hmm. to hear from you, like what was the inspiration for well, doing this? Like, was a blues definitely record? set out to be like a concept record. Like, and I'm a huge uh, fan of pre-war blues and especially country blues. 
where it's like the ragtime finger picking influencing the blues and where they mix mix and meld and i thought i set out to do just that i said i'm going to do all blues songs like it'll be a different thing i i'll i'll adapt all these songs i won't write any original stuff of course you wind up writing original stuff because parodies or when you take a song and write new lyrics and of course anyone even doing a straight cover does it their own way and different differently so i did all these songs and you know it was turning into a legal nightmare with like licensing and stuff because it's all covers Uh and not only covers but really adaptations and you know they call them derivative work so i had to get all these permissions but luckily this turned out to be I had already made the recordings. I later did the Lightning Bakken's interview stuff, you know, like right. between tracks, there's the talking. Um, that was my friend's idea to link it all together, the, uh-huh. like a history of the blues. But this was the only record that I didn't put out independently. So I, I was lucky. I had a record label put this one out. Oh, wow. uh-huh. And so they, I, and I got away with everything, 20 page booklet, <laughs> full color. Like it was great. Uh-huh. Oh, that is um, good. So, uh, so it, it did turn into like a more, even more of an educational thing, exposing kids to blues, country blues, my favorite music, uh, one of my favorite types of music. Uh, but it started out as just like me wanting to do all my favorite blues songs and make them appropriate for family stuff. You know, right? You got cha- to change some lyrics with those blues, those old blues. Yeah, a little bit, maybe a little bit here and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So let's just talk about a couple of our favorite songs, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Let's start off with uh, Don't Fill Up on Chips, which we sing whenever we go out for any kind of food, you know, and chips can be anything. Um, Is that written from a real life experience? Yes. I mean, this was, I'm someone with low willpower. On the willpower scale, I do not have high willpower. So I can't like, I'll go through stages where I'm like, I'm off sugar. You know, I have a terrible sweet tooth. It's awful. So I'll be like, no sugar. And I could do fine eating no sugar. But if I'm at a party and there's like a bowl of M&Ms, if I have one, I have the whole bowl. Like it's a problem. I'm like, what the, I can't control myself. Chips in particular, you know, you're at the restaurant, you go, this is my last chip. I'll announce it to the table. Not having anymore. Every, every time I've ever said that, it's famous last words. I cannot keep that you know, promise. I always yeah. continue eating until I'm totally full. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so as an adult, I was out with my friend Brian and a bunch of people in LA, I remember, and he said it to me in like a mock mother voice, like, Randy, don't fill up on chips. And I was just like, oh. don't fill up on chips. And I was like, oh, that's a song. And then we just wrote, I wrote it that night. <laughs> you know, so oh, uh, yes. Based on, definitely based on me. Uh, I don't know if those exact conversations transpired between me and my mom, but something like it sure did. Yeah, well, I I had that conversation for you with my mom. No worries, because I have the same willpower <laughs> issues. Um, yeah. So, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna call these your uh, your go for it songs, um, <laughs> and, and like they, it's just like you know you mentioned improvisation and like the idea of joy and humor comes up a lot in your music. Yeah. Like you know, not specifically, you're not saying and now is the time for funny, right. <laughs> but like there's a lot of funny stuff in your songs. So like burpity burp 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 favorite, right. and of yeah. course everybody farts so i think that you just you just lay it out there for people like these yeah are no, that, that was it that was a that turned out to be a risk and a lot of people advised against it like my usual PR really? person was like i can't get behind this record it's too scatological and i was like hey shakespeare made some good fart jokes so did chaucer <laughs> so did you know all the heavyweights did not to mention uh-huh. charles bukowski you know so I think I could get away with it. They're like, you shouldn't, you're going to be that guy that wrote the fart song. I'm like, I think I contain multitudes. I can, I can, <laughs> I can pull it off. 
So I did it. And I, my friend was like, I don't know about this. I, you know, and I was like, well, I'm writing what I know. I had a two year, a one year old when I was writing those songs. And I was, uh-huh. you know, my assignment was go in and burp him. Don't come back to bed till he burps. And, you know, so that's a, <laughs> the actual like diary entry almost. And everybody farts is, you know, if you didn't speak English, everybody farts would be like a beautiful love song, you know, but it once you speak English, it's yeah. ruined for you. <laughs> so it's a nice little melody. <laughs> Yeah, cool. and like uh, you yeah. could play it at a wedding, if you, you know. But like, yeah, they're right. fine. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> so another the other ones that we love is uh, so from your first. I think your first family kid family record five cent piece is that right, or is there one before yeah. that? So we no, love. That was I'm a little. Film. Okay, cool. So I'm a little <laughs> dinosaur. My my personal little dinosaur who's three loves that one. Um, Nice. Grape juice hesitation blues. We we sort of get into that every every Friday here in my family yeah. when uh, nice. we we do the blessing over the grape juice and it is just That's right. It's all out war. <laughs> yeah, but Ray for that guff. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I say sometimes the, I don't think it's on the record, but sometimes when I do it live, I say, "Come, I go, I love grape juice." Sometimes I'll even drink the non-fermented kind. <laughs> Beautiful. You always get um, a character two going. Can he say that? And yeah, they don't. <laughs> um, awesome. So, oh, whoops. so um, the uh, before we get to the new record, I, I just gotta, I gotta get a get a feel for two things. One, you, you're very, um, you're very literary. Like you have a lot of references that you know, like especially. I mean, we can talk about the new record. You know, the uh, the outpost of my face by Ambrose Spears and you, you seem to be like very well read and like you have a lot of interesting references that parents will be like oh what? I gotta go look that up I gotta see what's going on here how, that's how, great tell like, that to my wife because you call it literary and I appreciate it my wife calls it pretentious but I, I think it's more literary <laughs> than pretentious I had even more I was like what am I Gogol in the nose she's like Gogol in the thing I'm like, come on. So I say Shostakovich opera. So, you know. Yeah, right. So please explain what is Shostakovich because I have no idea. Well, uh, Gogol, the Russian writer, wrote, wrote a story called The Nose, which is about uh-huh. a guy. He wakes up and his nose is missing from his face. And in, uh, in oh, another geez. part of the city, they find, some guy finds a nose in his oatmeal. The nose like comes to life and starts like disguising himself as like royalty and gallivanting all around the neighborhood. It's like a crazy story. Have you ever read Woody Allen's short prose? No, I haven't. But, like, it's really funny. It's like, uh-huh. it's, and you read Gogol and you're like, oh, he did this a hundred years before Woody Allen. It's like that crazy, broad, but yet really smart humor. So, you know, any nose thing. I'm, I'm th- and then, oh, so Shostakovich wrote an opera called The Nose based on the Gogol <laughs> short story. So, you know, it's, it's, it's rare, but it's in the canon. It's in the repertoire. It's, it's a, I've yeah, never totally. seen the opera, but I own the recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah. and now, uh, now, now, you're, now people know, like, this is, good. this is real stuff. There's some research happening here. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. So, but, but do, do you have a background in, like, I, I guess it would be English or whatever it may be, literature to, to yeah, sort of I mean, inform I, these I, things. I, I, when I was a kid, I was writing and writing. I, that's all I wanted to do. And then uh, I, I majored in college in English literature. And uh-huh. now I'm teaching it to high school kids. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's, I am a big reader. You know, I got tons of books and, and music lover, all styles, and from everything from country to opera. So those two don't usually mix. Usually those are mutually yeah. exclusive. You meet someone like, I like all music except country, or I like all music except opera. I'm like, come on, man, like them both. Like it all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow. And then, okay, so here's a, uh, 
<coughs> I don't know if I mentioned to you that my um, my three year old and my five year old we call you they call you our guy like you're our guy like we love all of the music it's one, the one thing we can always agree on nice um, but my my five year old daughter and this is a real question she wants to know how come you're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the way to be? I mean, I, I think so. I think you know, so. and you, adults, you know, listen, all, you know why I'm silly? Because I got it. I think I got more silly. I got sillier when I started hanging out with preschoolers all the time. They're all geniuses and they're all silly mm-hmm. because their minds are so open. They get, they got the jokes more than the teachers when I was singing to them. And, and like, that's just how I always have related to people. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I like kids i relate to them like that my mind works like a child's i think much to my wife's consternation but like you know it's uh i relate to the kids it's like that they're open like if i have a five-year-old too if i told him oh yeah tomorrow's anti-gravity day there'll be no gravity he would just be like okay and float around like he would totally accept that where if anything remotely like that happened we would all freak out as adults so it's like the kids are really the way they're really resilient and i see it all the time i see like parents getting very neurotic and the kids kind of just letting it roll off the back of course there are exceptions and meltdowns you know notwithstanding but yeah that's that's uh, and it's not a conscious choice it's just who i am silliness nature nurture i don't know silly nature nurture forget it all right. it's silly um, oh yeah so- meanwhile you mentioned I mean, you mentioned i'm a little dinosaur the original uh-huh. you know that's sure. a jonathan richmond song i did not know that okay so he he's the guy i saw and i was i i did a show at you know jack white has this record label third third man records yeah he's yeah. from detroit and he has the main one is in nashville but he opened the detroit this huge record pressing plant now records are back in style vinyl uh-huh. you know so this it's he's like this giant studio and a and it's a store and it's like very jack white centric you know there's everything white stripes there and right. I, I did a kid show there a couple of weeks ago oh fun and i wa- i walked in and they had like i told them i was playing harmonica and guitar i walk in and there's like two microphones right next to each other oh my gosh and i'm like I'm like, what is that? They're like, you said you play harmonica. I'm like, what do you think I am, Jonathan Richmond? And have like, he goes, he has two microphones. He holds his guitar up during a guitar solo. And they're like, no, but he's playing here next week. So I was like, oh get out of here. So I went last week and watched uh-huh. Richmond on the same at the same store. Oh he is amazing. He did. He's very silly. He's got some scatological stuff in his songs and goofy stuff, but he's also very moving and spiritual. It was a great yeah. show. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So, so, so is it, <clears throat> sorry, I just don't know if the Detroit third man stuff, is it similar? Like I know that when people go to play at the third man studio in Nashville, that, that it's like recorded and released. Is there anything like that coming for, they, from I, I don't know. I didn't really, I saw they had the ability to record. They had like all, and, and they gave me a tour of the studio. He has like an acetate studio. Like it's like oh a 1930s gosh. technology there, but I don't think, I doubt they recorded my show. Although who knows? And uh, I see they do. They have all the live records, like from Third Man Studios in Nashville, like right. sold sold at the store. But yeah, they they definitely do recording there. But I don't think they they didn't. I certainly don't know about it if they did. I don't well, think. Well, it would be it would be a big miss if they did not record it. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So new record just came out in February, right? So it's 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 still still young. It's still very yes. young. Mm-hmm. Called Tripping Around the Mitten, and I think I actually figured out what that means all by okay. myself. But Let's hear it. <laughs> well, I think it is that that Michigan, the state of Michigan, is the shape of a mitten, and these are some songs from traveling around the state. Is that right? Like, yeah, at least the title song is, and it's uh, uh-huh. and you know there's some Michigan references in there. Yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, you got it. I figured it. The mitten. Out. Everyone, everyone here, when you ask them where they're from, if they're from Michigan, they hold up their hand and point to a place oh, really? on their hand, like so. Oh, you so have funny. the map right there at your fingertips, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. So I was ha- sort of, I'll give myself like a quarter credit for that. Not, not entirely right. Quarter <laughs> credit. Um, so, okay. So we love Hong Kong. I got to start there on the new record and, and we, and it's in high, high, high rotation, meaning like we listen to it, we finish it and then we listen to it again. Wow. Um, impressive. Yeah. It's a long song. But <laughs> it's a long song. Right. But yeah. like a couple things I want to say about it that I'd love to hear your side of things is yeah. a, so you do this like hip hop song, which is not necessarily what, what Randy Kaplan does often, right. but it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's all live instrumentation. Right. So yep. drums are live. I think there's a clav on there live. You, I think you play guitar live. Um, yep. And and like it's just what you know. So I make like a way bigger deal out of this stuff in my head than there probably needs to be made. But I'm like, man, this is Randy. <laughs> like he just is so with his principles. Like he's going to do a hip hop song and it's going to be all instruments. It's going to be all live. <laughs> and like he's just so good. He's got such integrity. So anyway, I just want you to know that like that's what I think about. But um, I'd love to hear your story behind the song on that one. Well, music-wise, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big old-school rap fan. You know, I was growing up when Grandmaster Flash and Sugar Hill Gang and everything, everyone, all the suburbanites in my Long Island neighborhood, you know, trying to, you know, be like Grandmaster Flash and learn how to pop dance and all that stuff and uh-huh. break dance. And, you know, I was never good at it, but there, there were kids. And I used to, I had the highest voice ever. I knew every Grandmaster Flash song by, by heart. I actually do a bluegrass version of The Message on one of my Not Really for Kids records. Oh, okay. So that's uh, it, it fit perfectly into this bluegrass, you know, format. It was weird. So, uh-huh. but yeah, so I wrote this, I, I wanted to write, I never wrote a rap song reel. I mean, the kids are, all, the kid is all id kind of, you know that song, the kid is all id? It's from my third kids record. So you got to okay. hear that. That's like, uh-huh. so, sort of almost rap. It's, it's actually, uh, well, it's based on Ice Cube's Today Was a Good Day. Like I took the format <laughs> of that song and like rewrote the lyrics. To, to, I was like, how do you write a hip hop song? I, I'll go on that one. You know, so no one would ever know that. Now you do. <laughs> right. to it. Around, around this one I didn't really have. I, yeah, I, I didn't base this on anything. I just started rapping about my nose. I had to have like this thing removed from my nose, you know, and, I, uh-huh. and my kid kept touching. It. I was like, you can't touch my nose, you know, and then we had this silly chorus about squeezing my tush uh-huh. and butt belly. And stuff. So it just all, you know, came together. Music wise, we got the, the rap in there. You're mostly correct. Like who, whoever heard of a rap hip hop song with like a guitar playing the whole time, like uh-huh. in li- li- live. So I did that. We had to patch in a couple of mistakes I made. Now I could do the song much better than when I recorded it. Cause you know, you, you, when you had to do it live, you know, like when I did the Sirius XM Rumpus Room show, I was like, uh-oh, it's next week. I don't know how to sing these songs live yet. You know, then you have yeah. to really practice them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Hong Kong, a lot of people said, why don't you cut out one of the verses? It's too long. And I was like, no, there are exactly the number of words I wanted here. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, it gets better as you go, and it gets funnier. <laughs> and like, you're like, it's almost right. like you're trying to stump yourself in a way. Like, right. <laughs> what yeah. can I do here? And right. Then, uh, yeah, so so we love that one. We love that one, and we love. Um, sorry, let me just look at the track name. I, I super nude, super nice. nude is a big love of ours too. So, I have to ask: nice. Is that one based on a real life experience? That one, I, my friend Adam, growing up, I, I think I thank him in the liner notes. He used to say he was super nude, and he would tie a towel on after a bath and run around the house. I never witnessed it live, but he would tell us that he would do this, and then. <laughs> 
lo and behold, I, you know, I don't know how he transferred this, you know, innate ability to my son. I've only met him once, but that's exactly what my kid does. He's like, he want, at every opportunity, he starts stripping down. We're like, you can't do that here. You know, he, and he loves, he wants me to tell him stories all the time. Like, yeah, we have these characters we make up. He, the, the, the kid who moons everybody. And I don't know how he, how appropriate it is. He's going to go to school. But yeah, he's so he's pretty obsessed with nudity and answers the door naked. Any, anyone, you know, like... So I wrote it about him, thanking my childhood friend at the same time. And yeah, all these things are actually super nude in particular, like except for the exaggerated superhero, you know, parody of the beginning of the old right. Superman TV show. Like the, the incidents in the song are all real. Huh, <laughs> They're all stuff that happened. Wow, amazing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and, and wow. you know, it's amazing because Hong Kong and Super Nude were the two songs you and I agree. Like I was like, oh, those are definitely going to be the ones that are played on Sirius uh-huh. XM, but I can never yeah. predict it. So they're playing Mr. Spaceman was their first uh-huh. thing they chose. A great one. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I, mean, I never uh, could predict. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. So you do not, you, you, I mean, this is just like a side note. You don't get to choose the, what would be the single. You just give them the record and they're like, all right, here we go. Yeah. I mean, the only uh-huh. exception would be, you know, like I had a, XM hit with on the phone on the toilet that's yes, now right. on this record. So uh-huh. that that song was actually left off of Jam on Rye, which was uh-huh. the one the Don't Fill Up on Ch- and actually Don't Fill Up on Chips was a single that I then put on Jam on Rye. Uh-huh. And then when we went to record Jam on Rye, I uh, recorded on the phone on the toilet, and my wife and my close friend, my creative consultant, we call him, or a cons- creative consultationist, we also call him my anarchivist because he has all these tapes I used to send him and he can't see well. So it's like a mess in the drawer where he keeps on. <laughs> so he was, he and my wife were both like, you know what? You can't put this on the record. I like the song, but it's too dark and everything. So I just uh-huh. left it off. And then, like, you know, it took me three years to make this new record. We moved and I got a new job and all this stuff. So I, at some point, I was like, I, I, I think I need to stay in everyone's mind. So I sent Mindy on the phone on the toilet thinking that's yeah. oh, a long shot and she immediately wrote back and she's like i love the song i'm putting it on it's going to be totally controversial and so i was vindicated in the end you are, you're totally vindicated i mean it's very topical i think like it, it hits a lot of parents because right. you know as right. someone who may or may not be on the phone on the toilet sometimes it's like, <laughs> right. you know, it's, hey we all do it yeah so you're right yeah, like, yeah yeah absolutely it, it definitely and, um, hit hit a nerve struck a nerve with the, yeah. the crowd so. but i mean it ends positive right yeah. no spoilers i mean you know it's based on uh, a song i wrote it, it, it mostly the same song but i had to change some lyrics it's from one of my not really for kids records before i did kids music and it's about my mom on her phone all the time with me but i was already an adult and that i named that song it could have been called on the phone on the toilet that was that's the chorus but that version of the song called a warm-hearted lampoon and then in parentheses never be alone and it was about my mother always on the phone you know and, and all that stuff was about me and then i met this other kid who said he had the same problem so i was like i'm gonna change some lyrics and make that a kid's song yeah so yeah, that's the only control, really, if you release stuff a little bit at a time. But then it's now a guarantee. They could just say, you know, I've sent Mindy and now Kenny Curtis is the director of this. I've sent them stuff over the years where they like gave it the thumbs down and said, we like oh, it. Okay. Not for us, though. You know, so it's basically a, a chance you take. Yeah. So so what's just to switch gears on you a little bit? What's a this is a two parter. What's a Randy Kaplan concert like? And what are some of your favorite songs to play live? So. When I play live, I 99% of the time it's just me and my guitar and harmonica. I, once in a while, like my old, my once in a while, I have a friend, you know, come up and sing a song with me or play harmonica 
with me or once in a while I had I had a drummer play a couple of times once I did a blue show with like a drummer a bass and keyboard because the venue wouldn't hire me if I didn't have a band so I got them to sit in for half the set but usually it's me solo and I do a lot of interacting with the audience I always see parents like shushing their kids I'm like no let them heckle me I want that <laughs> let me interact I'll, I'll stop I'll like vamp on a song and have like a three-minute conversation with a kid in the front row making sure everyone knows what he's saying it's just so great what these kids say and what they come up with and yeah. you know of course it's gone too far several times I had to <laughs> put a sandwich in the hole of my guitar while I was playing you know I was like, Wait, this is kid's mother you know I, <laughs> Kidding with a pillow at the Phoenix Children's Museum one day. Uh-huh. It wasn't so bad. But yeah, I like to do a lot of interacting with the audience and seeing if I could, you know, get some good reactions from kids. Have they all yodel along as far uh-huh. as I can get them to? They do some dancing, not that much, but a little. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Yeah, it's re- real fun. I I always say during my live shows, it's even more exaggerated than the record. Like it could get, wow. like, there's always like a little guy on my shoulder going, you're crazy, Randy. You know, I say that to people like, yeah, but we like that. Yeah, we do like that. We like it's that a little, lot. A little edgy sometimes, but it's good. Uh, no. yeah. um, so what are some of your favorites to play live? So Hong Kong right now is my favorite to play live. Cause you yeah. go into this subconscious mode, it took a yeah. long time to memorize it, but now it's like ingrained. So it's so fun to actually, perform it and get into the lyrics without having to worry all the time about messing it up, which you still do sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, what else? I Oh, I, I do grape juice ju- blues to open mush, mu- many shows. It's just I'm uh-huh. comfortable with that. And it's like a good getting kids to sing along. There's a lot of imp- opportunities for improvisation in that. There's uh-huh. I do it live different all the time. Sometimes I switch, you know, if I'm, depending where I am, the lake is some, it's a lake. That's a local thing. You know, uh-huh. there's right. always different types of juice to make up a, a, in the song. <laughs> Um, you know, from the new record, Super Nude's given me a little trouble so far getting those announcing parts. I always mess that up, yeah, so. okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but it should be. And and then you, that song always seems to like I get like a weird vibe from the crowd. And sometimes I'm misreading it. I've <laughs> I've I've noticed someone in the audience like for 45 minutes where I'm like they hate me, they hate me, they scowling at me the whole time. I'm scandalizing them. Then after the show, they come up and say that was your that was my favorite show ever. I'm like, well, I thought you hated me. And then other times people are quite so into it. I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna buy 10 CDs and they just leave after without saying oh, anything. So okay. who knows? You know. Yeah, but, but Superman, Super Nude, I get the feeling the few times I've done it that it's like a weird song to play. <laughs> People are a little weaked out by it. Like he's talking about a nude child running around. I said to my wife, "Why don't we put the cover of the album, call it Super Nude, and have like a picture of him nude with the cape covering him?" She's like, "Are you crazy?" Yeah, I was like, "What if I call it Randy Kaplan Super Nude?" They're like, "Are you kidding me? You're a teacher now. They're gonna think you're the nude one." I'm like, "Then they hear the song and they know I'm not." <laughs> All this kind of crazy talk goes. Yeah. In. You know, everyone's so, like worried. Yeah, everyone's worried, but I, I love the I love your attitude. They're like, you know, people are gonna get it. You know, right? We're gonna, right. And I think you're right. People do get it because um, it's it is easy to overthink some stuff. And I'm glad that you just kind right. of go with it and, and and go with your gut instinct. Right. I think your gut instinct's right. Right. I'm not worried. I know that once I feel confident in defending what I'm doing. If anyone ever you know doesn't feel good about, it. I like right. playing No Nothing, which is another real wordy labyrinthine yeah. song. That's yeah. fun live because you could tell people like what the heck is going on here right and uh shampoo me is always fun oh, shampoo me is uh, great <laughs> roaches is fun to play uh-huh. oh, so some good. of those any of those blues songs from from uh diddy wa diddy i like to play a lot too uh-huh cool. from that here's great. that record right here so the new the new record is tripping around the mitten and how, so how can people find you and connect with you and keep up with what you're doing I have 
a website, randykaplan.com, and there's the first thing on it, I think, is sign up for my mailing list, which means you get like an email once a month from Constant Contact that says where I'm playing. Wherever I'm playing, you'll get the email. And then I'm fully open to, you know, kids write me all the time. I try to write back as soon as I can. So that's, there's like a contact thing on there, I think. And uh, yeah, I come, people, uh, sometimes people write and say, when are you coming to my town? And I'm always like, put the show together. I'll come. Well, I've come, I've, flo- I've yeah. flown to like Cleveland and done a house concert for someone. You get 10 wow. families to pitch in. It's totally possible. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's cool so, to know. Listen up folks. Randy yeah. is willing and able to travel. Right. Um, I mean, I'm a solo guy. It's not that cost yeah. prohibitive. You know, it's not like I'm yeah. bringing a 10 piece band and I need, you know, $10,000. It's like, not, not, uh, <laughs> yeah. not a big thing. Nice. You know. So, so yeah. is there anything coming down the the pipeline for you? I guess for maybe the the late spring or the summer that that we should know about. Um, I have I have a bunch of um, Michigan shows. My wife books me all over the place, so I have a bunch of tripping uh-huh. around the mitten gigs this summer. Um, I got a couple of New York. Well, the New York ones, uh, so far they're just private. Like I do these blues writing uh, uh, workshops at elementary schools. Looking uh-huh. to expand that too. So that's like cool. every year I go to Long Island and go spend a couple of days at a school. I teach the fifth graders how to write a song. And then at the end, a week later, they all get MP3s of me performing the songs that each group of kids wrote, like five kids oh, in a group. Nice. So I have that in June. Um, do I have any concerts out of state this summer? I'm not sure. I'll check. But sometimes I'll go to New York and LA. Chicago I've been going to on and off. But uh, mostly this summer, I'll be looking to see where I'm going to be teaching English next year <laughs> and, uh, and writing right. and, and recording <laughs> songs. You know, I got like material for a few records here. It's just a matter of getting uh, it together. Getting it together. Wow. Yeah. Well, Randy, thank you so much for your time. I love talking to you and hearing about what you do. And, you know, it's the best. And everyone should check you out and bring you in for a house concert, right? Like, why not? I totally appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Huge thank you to Randy Kaplan for taking some time to talk with me. I think you could hear that I really admire and like his music, and it's been a part of my family's fabric for the last many years. He is our guy. For anything and everything that you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, just go to www.goodstuffpod.com. You can find all of the back episodes, everything you could ever imagine that we have done or people that I've interviewed. So maybe not everything you can imagine, but like, how about a talk about cheese? Like go find the one with, with Carolyn Stromberg. We talked a lot about cheese, find Aaron Gleason's, you know, we talked about the forest feast kids and forest feast entertains. And those are just some of like the foodie ones. There's so much music. There's so many book ones. You can find anything that I've done so far at www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks for listening. 75 episodes plus strong. Thank you for being a supporter. Thanks for being part of Good Stuff Nation. It is much appreciated. Share this one far and wide. Earn yourself that waiter.com gift certificate for 100 bucks. That's a lot of bucks. And now here is Please Don't Squeeze My Honk Honk by our guy and now your guy, everybody's guy, Randy Kaplan. What happened to your nose, Daddy? What's with your nose, Randy? You mean the extreme outpost of my face? Huh? That's what Ambrose Pierce called it. I call it a honker. So what happened to your honker? I had a procedure. Let me see. Ow, don't do that. Honk, honk. Get out of here. Honk, honk. 
feel like I'm in a shot the COVID shot. Hey, I'm gonna ask nicely one more time, okay? It hurts, and your hands are filthy. So kindly refrain from doing it, please. Please don't squeeze my nose. Oh, you can squeeze my mushy tushy, and you can squeeze my drummy tummy, and you can squeeze my wacky backy, but please don't squeeze my nose. And it snorts, let me spell it out It's a sniffer and a whiffer and a schnoz And a tool that senses past tenses And it doesn't drool, yes Past tenses like Beijing to Peking Whatever I'm smelling, it must have started Reeking some time in the past Some time long ago, those stink particles Don't flash, they flow real slow Through the air in molecules And they land, understand, in your nostrils Cool! Stenches from trenches and holes in the ground Travel more slowly than light or sound Olfactory perceptions require patience They're the comas of aromas, the slugs of sensations The snails of scents that stick to your cilia You ain't gonna touch my face, boy Until you wash your hands with soap or antibacterial bleep I could say bleep, can't I? Why can't you touch me? Cause you touched the dog's food And the dog licked your hand Yeah, I saw it, dude You're invading my space now My personal zone Your fingers smell like kibble, kid Leave me alone Please don't squeeze my honk honk Please don't squeeze my honk honk Please don't squeeze my honk honk Please don't squeeze my nose I know that I said that my nose don't drip But in the winter it's the vintner of the mucus on my lip It drips out to my mouth when it's cold outside Your nose tells you when it smells you that there's mold to hide Yeah, you're redolent, kid, in the mildew way Cause your clothes weren't dry when your mom put them away Get your mind unmixed, get your dryer fixed Get your Rocky Mountain spotted fever ticks To learn new tricks just for kicks Last licks, the Mets won the series in 86 Hey, you're banging the zoom and the zing, zing, zing Went the strings in my nose when my sneeze took wing Personifications next, I suppose I would quit if I was ahead, but I'll continue as it knows I'm a pug, I'm a hook, I'm an aquiline I'm whatever the clever designer designed Upturned crooked, deviated septum Proposed Double doses to the people who kept them Cheers, I'm talking about the bumps on the bridges Smell the roses, who proposes we should flatten all the ridges My tushy mushes, such mush my tushes Exercise pulls, but gravity pushes all of us around Now I'm smelling a sound, yeah, I'm seeing a smell Well, you know I'm down with synesthesia Yeah, I wanna please ya But by grabbing my nose, you make it no easier My belly flops and my abs disappear And my back, I can't hack it Every time you're near, you climb aboard for a piggyback ride You're like gravity's assistant Boy, I can't abide, well I can't abide And I abide with pleasure I work hard to appear like a man of leisure I know leisure's the way that I usually say it And I say it, I don't spray it Hey, can you fillet it? Stop squishing my nostrils, boy, I can't breathe Let me go, dosey do squeeze my toes But jeez, please don't squeeze my honk honk Please don't squeeze my honk honk Please don't squeeze my honk honk Don't squeeze my nose Hey, my nose is twitching and my nostrils flare I have a spring on my step when I pluck this hair Should I use tweezers or that depilatory nair? You done with the song, Randy? Oh, contraire Hey, who locked the lock on my rocking chair? While I rap, I really wanted to rock right there Hither, I mean thither Hey, I know, I'll use a thither A scissors? Is it plural? I, I can't tell However you slice it, if you sliced it, it fell Hey, back to my nose, if that hair gets plucked I would sneeze or maybe quack like a Peking duck Or a monkey's name, 
My eyes would water, I can't do such a thing I wouldn't do it for a quarter of a million bucks A Brazilian shekels You're the hopple to my chickle, you're the heckle to my jekyll Hey, your uncle ever grab you by the middle of your face? Show you his thumb sticking out Try to make a case that he plucked your nose right off of your mug And it's in between his knuckles, oh, your uncle's a love He's got a hand like a ham, does he think it tickles? No, it hurts, the guy's worse than Joey Nichols Got your nose, got your nose, he shouts in glee Just tell him that I told you to make this plea Please don't squeeze my honk honk Please don't squeeze my honk honk Please don't squeeze my honk honk Please don't squeeze my nose my mushy tushy and you can squeeze my drummy tummy and you can squeeze my wacky backy but please don't squeeze my nose good stuff